Hello and welcome back. In this podcast, we will be talking in detail about Bernard's discrimination model. So Bernard's discrimination model has the citation of Bernard, 1979, 1997. Bernard's discrimination model is one of the most commonly used and research integrative models of supervision today. Um, This model is comprised of three separate areas of focus, including intervention, conceptualization, and personalization, and three possible supervisor roles, including teacher, counselor, and consultant. So with a supervisor could at any given moment respond from the nine ways that will be described later in the three roles by three areas of focus matrix. This would mean that, for example, the supervisor may take on the role of teacher while focusing on a specific intervention used by the supervisee in a client session or in the role of counselor while focusing on the supervisee's conceptualization of the the work. Because the response is always specific to the supervisee's needs, it changes within um, and across all sessions. So we're going to go in detail first with the three roles. So for roles in Bernard's discrimination model, supervisors first have made a judgment call about their supervisee's abilities within each area of focus, and then they must choose a role or a posture to accomplish their supervision goals. Um, These goals change the manner in which the supervisor approaches the supervisees. So the first one that we're going to talk about is the teacher role. This is assumed when the supervisor believes that the supervisee needs structure, modeling, and direct feedback. Um, what supervisors might take on the role of teacher when they directly lecture, when they instruct, or when they inform the supervisee. The next role is the role of counselor. So this is assumed when the supervisor wants the supervisee to engage in reflection, especially about their internal affective reality rather than their cognitions. The role of counselor, um, supervisors may also step in this role when they assist supervisees in identifying their own blind spots or biases or counter-transference in this process, Um, helping students helping supervisees understand how their interpersonal and intrapersonal issues may affect the client. And the third role is the role of consultant. So the role of consultant is a more collegial role, assumed when the supervisor wishes for the supervisee to trust their own insights and their feelings about their work, or when the supervisor believes it is important to challenge the supervisees to think and act on their own and consider all choices. Supervisors can also act in the consultant role when, um, to colleagues when offering a supportive guidance. Now we're going to discuss the areas of focus within the discrimination model. So supervisors might focus on any or all of the following skills. The first one is intervention. So this would be how the supervisee goes about conducting counseling sessions, what the supervisee is doing in the session that is observable by the supervisor, and how a supervisee thinks before, during, and after a session. 
The supervisor wants to evaluate what skill levels are being demonstrated, how well are counseling interventions being delivered, and how the overall counseling experience is going. With the this area of focus of intervention, it is also important to highlight that this is the technical aspects of the therapeutic process. So remembering that this is what they are actually doing. So for example, is the supervisee reflecting the client's emotion accurately? Or are they offering appropriate interpretations at the right time? How are their processing skills? Are we able to refer to the observable activity of the supervisee? The next foci is conceptualization. So this would be how the supervisee understands what is occurring in the session. The level of understanding of the client. Is the supervisee making meaning of the client's statements? Are they understanding the cultural identity of the client? Are they identifying patterns and choosing the interventions? All of which convert to processes. When talking about conceptualization, this would include how well the supervisees are formulating cases from the theory and how they convey this. They may focus on thinking about how to proceed with a clear understanding of the theoretical background. Conceptualization skills also include the supervisee's ability to make sense of the information that the client is presenting and to identify themes that are occurring in counseling and discriminate what is essential information from what is non-essential. And the last foci is personalization. How the supervisee's personal characteristics affect the counseling process. Does the supervisee contaminate the process with their own personal issues, biases, or counter-transference? When discussing personalization issues, this focus is on how therapists use their own experience, thoughts, and feelings in therapy. So this area of focus is really to help practitioners to be non-defensive when present in therapy, to be aware of their own feelings, of the impact that they have on a client, and be able to use this information as a session and as a treatment unfolds. Personalization skills include the contributions of a supervisee as an individual. This incorporates the aspect of the person, such as their personality, their own cultural background, their sensitivity towards others, and even their sense of humor. The areas of focus and the roles described previously are from Bernard and Goodyear, 2009. So in summary, the discrimination model is based on the various types of discrimination that supervisors have to cognitively make with how to interact with their supervisees. Um, This is often the first model that supervisors learn and is very widely used because it's pan-theoretical. The model is also situation-specific, meaning that the supervisor's roles and foci should change not only across sessions, but also within a session. Supervisors should constantly be attending to each area of focus as appropriate. A strength of the discrimination model is that it is amongst the most researched of the models. A number of these studies either explicitly have tested the discrimination model or have used it as a way to frame research questions.
In summary, the supervisors have widely adopted this model primarily as a tool to consider the options within the supervision process. The model also provides the language to describe supervision that is helpful for novice supervisors and their supervisees alike.